The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and West Coast Windows. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Good morning all across the ACN network. This is Marty McClendon, your host of In My Opinion. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the rebroadcast. Thank you and bless you. If you're listening across at your home or in a car, I hope you're having a great weekend. I know this is April Fools, the first of April. I don't know what happened in the first three months of the year, but uh, it's been crazy to say the least. Uh, as far as as you get older, things happen faster, but it seems like the world is speeding up, if you will. Like always, though, for our show, it's a short show, 30 minutes. I heard all across the UACN network, central and eastern Washington, parts of Idaho as well. What an honor it is to come before you um, over the radio airwaves and talk about the issues of the day. Most of the things I'm talking about today will be national issues, but I'm sure you've heard about some of them. But we need to talk about what's going on in our country right now. First, though, we understand that God is in control. God isn't surprised with what's going on. And we know um, that that's why we always start with our intro and outro music about how big and awesome God is. And of course, whenever I give the word of the week or the, the scripture verse that's prompted uh, to me to share with you, it's always convicting to me first. So whenever you hear me sharing scripture, typically it's something that the Lord's working on in, in my heart as well. And I hope that it's a blessing to you. So today's verse, it's James, that's uh, the book of James, chapter 4, verse 17. And as most of the time I do, I use the amplified version. So this is how it goes. It says, so any person who knows what is right to do, but does not do it, to him it is a sin. That's convicting. So when you know what the right thing to do is, and you don't do it, to you, to me, to us, it is a sin. That's that's convicting. So we, there's a lot of things when we know with the Holy Spirit or our conscience or whatever, we know deep down what we should be doing something. It's not about con- um, condem- condemnation. It's not about, oh, whatever it may be. But there is a time when there's a, the right thing to do and we choose not to do it. This should convict and, and encourage us all uh, to step out and to do the things that we know to be right. Uh, I'll leave that there, but be encouraged, be convicted if it does, and uh, know that I am as well. This is a um, this has been a busy, strange, um, really really sad week in, in many details from the national level. Um, the first thing, of course, I'm going to talk about the shooting. Uh, it, we call it a shooting, but it was a murder. Um, this was a hate crime carried out in Nashville. If you don't know, a 28 year old woman that identifies as a trans male, so she basically is. Somewhere in the process of transferring, uh, transitioning from a female to a male, which we know is impossible. It's absolutely ridiculous, but we are dealing with this. There is no absolute truth. It is the opposite of what God says, where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We're told and have been told, and our kids are being told that, no, there is no truth. It's only your truth. It's subjective. 
That's why math can be two plus two could be five because you think it is. And so now they've gone to the point where uh, literally as Tucker, Tucker Carlson says, we are God. They aren't saying we are God, but they're saying, look, God did not create male and female. God doesn't uh, design or, or determine what sex we are. I can. I, as my human empowerment, can say, I choose to be something else. That is the power of God. That, that is flying in the face. Anyway, so this 28-year-old female um, that went, apparently when she was younger, went through the school. It's a Christian school in Nashville. There, um, it's like grade school through like sixth grade or seventh grade. So it's, it's younger kids. Uh, came in with two AR-15s and a handgun, I believe a nine millimeter. That, that's not terribly important of, as far as what you carry, but uh, the president's called them AK-47s and they were not that. Comes into the school, shoots her way in, uh, apparently had a manifesto uh, about how she was going to attack one or two places. The other place was more heavily fortified so she went after this christian school that was unprotected shot her way in shot three to nine-year-olds including the pastor's daughter and three adults before the nashville um, police responded within 14 minutes and took down the killer the shooter the murderer um, and then all of the fallout from this so this is and the first thing that the left the media is Gun violence. We gotta take away these uh, these assault weapons. It wasn't the weapons. It's clearly this this person's going through a lot. If they're transitioning, they're probably on hormone blockers on and so forth that affects their mood. There may be some mental issues going on, um, which more than likely it's a mental illness, if if you will. There's there who knows. There could be a whole lot of things. But if you write a manifesto, you have detailed maps of the school, which means she's been there, obviously, when she went to school there, but probably more recently, and a plan to take out and murder these Christians. You're like, well, is it, you know, that's a hate crime. That's that's absolutely a hate crime, but she was targeting Christians. Now, um, then you have the media say, well, we don't know yet. We won't release the manifesto. Um, It may have been an agenda. Like I said, all the left is saying, no, it's gun violence. Got to take away the guns. It's, it's, you know, you've misgendered this person multiple times. They're worried about that one. They should be worried about what drove this person to murder. What's in the psyche? What's in the, the manifesto that we need to hear? Anyway, we're not getting answers yet. Um, even the president of the United States came out joking about ice cream and good-looking kids in the crowd and so forth. And then make mention about the tragedy. He didn't say we have our prayers for the families or that this was a hate crime. Uh, we're still investigating what they tell us. And um, we need to work on uh, gun legislation to um, uh, ban assault weapons and so forth. It's, it's the same mantra to take away our rights, to blame something else, to diminish what this really is. If this had been reversed, a Christian, if you would, going after a, a trans area, it would be on every news network 24-7 around the clock, and we would be almost sick of it because it's wrong either way, but you know that it's, it's double standards. So then there's these um, posts that would happen a few days before this about the trans day of vengeance where there's multiple videos popping up in the trans and LGBTQ community about getting weapons, about 
getting back at the Christian community. I'm like, okay, so this is the undercurrent of before this happened. You have this flyer that's been um, um, produced for a, um, a rally, a riot, a um, protest. A protest is what they're calling it um, on this day of vengeance. Um, and then uh, a lot of radical activists say uh, trans people should be armed to protect themselves. I don't mind anybody being armed to protect themselves. That's what that's Second Amendment. Um, make sure you know how to be properly trained and so forth. This is it, though. This is all this amping up of this vitriol against the Christian community by the trans community. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And Tucker said it right. Because our very ideology, that we're not perfect, that we're falling short, that we need a Savior who came to this earth, and perfect God, and died on the cross for our sins, is, is the antithesis, the opposite of where the trans are. And I said, we don't need no God. We are God. And you, you have to believe our fairy tale. There's no uh, creator that made me male or female. So we will always be in opposition, no matter how many people, how many Christians bend over backwards trying to appease the left, they'll never be satisfied. I'm talking about the left, the communists, but right now it's the trans movement that is driving this. The trans movement that is destroying women's sports because all of a sudden we have to accept that men can be women and compete against other women. It's not fair. Uh, all the years of trying to make um, equal access and equal opportunity for women as men in this nation is being destroyed by this trans movement because it's a lie. Anyway, I'm getting off tangent here. Story of the week, shooting, still don't know. That ultimately, the manifesto will tell us why this person did this. But there's an environment of vitriol being stirred up in our nation Against, you know, first it was white Christian males. Now it's Christians in general. And and these, this ramping up. So be careful, be prayerful, be vigilant. Um, because this this vigilante, aggressive, uh, Antifa, BLM type riots we saw in 2020 are starting again. So on that note, uh, just this week we saw in the Tennessee um, capital, in, you know, where the, um, like in Olympia for Washington, but in Tennessee, um, they have it's under siege. All these leftist activists are there crashing in, uh, and cops are pushing them. It's like it literally looks much more like an insurrection than January sixth was ever could be, and yet uh, the media is downplaying this as oh a peaceful protest. No, they're radical and they're, the people are threatened in the legislature because they are standing firm on their values. So what the the legislature did, the governor vetoed the bill that would restrict um, basically um, trans kids getting trans um, puberty blockers and surgery without parental notification. They blocked it. I mean, they passed it, the legislature did, to uh, ban that. The governor vetoed it. The legislature overturned. Two-thirds majority uh, overruled the governor. So then there's this protest going on by the leftists to bring attention to this. But it's also ramping up the rhetoric and ramping up the violence, ramping up the danger, if you will. So um, we know if it happens there, watch out in Washington as well. There are paid operatives that stir up stuff. We've seen Antifa. We've seen this movement in, in Portland for years now. We've seen it in Seattle. Um, some parts, you know, Spokane here and there. But uh, be aware. There, kids are hungry for truth or meaning or being part of something. They can be uh, misled, and they are being misled through our education system right now. 
um, by this this leftist um, partnering with this anti-America um, LGBTQ uh, trans, but the trans part, there's a lot of um, very vocal, very open um, g- uh, gay and, and and lesbian people that are coming out, and even um, um, drag queens are coming out uh, against the trans movement and understanding how dangerous this is. So it's not all community. It's but but they're, they're saying that this this is going too far. This trans movement is is this vigilant. It's using it to to um, gain control. Anyway, amongst a bunch of other stuff. The next big news this week that we got to talk about is the Trump indictment. On Thursday, uh, it, it was released that the the grand jury did move forward to indict Donald Trump. What that means basically is now they can charge him with a crime. And then they ha- they'll go to court. They'll go through the, the rigmarole. It will be dropped because everybody on the right and the left, any legal scholar says there is no basis for this. It's a misdemeanor at best. Um, and they're trying to make it a felony, trying to make it from a state to a federal. It has never been done before. We know that they're not, they don't treat um, the right or Donald Trump fairly at all. We know this. And if they can, they'll throw the book at him. But legally, there's nothing to throw the book at. The case should fall apart. But that's not the point. They want to keep this in the public eye, that there's another assault, another claim, another lawsuit against Donald Trump to deter you and me from voting for him or other Republicans in the election uh, to deter Donald Trump. No one's going to deter him. He's got a, a big ego, and he's got a calling, I think, believe, on, on his life. And he's, I do believe he's going to be elected again. I like Ron DeSantis. I love. Uh, I think he'd be a great um, president. He's a great governor. I like Christy Nome. She's fantastic. But they are younger. And as my my co-host on on our other show says, that there's time. Um, Trump served four years. Then we could have um, DeSantis for eight, or Nome for eight, or whoever it may be. That's not the point. The point is we got to win now because it's it's nasty. But it reminds me, because I've, I've been in campaigns. Many of you know I ran statewide a couple times. I ran for Congress a couple times. Uh, and a couple times, I got within very, very close and should have won. And I, I just say that because of, there's lots of questions around a five-time recount in, in Kitsap County, losing by 104 when I was up by 222. That's close. I shouldn't have been that close anyway. Statewide, when... Uh, won 38 out of 39 counties, and then King County comes in like a half hour late. There's some things. But I say this because what the left does is they will not just muddy your name. They'll throw things, absolute lies at you over and over. On the campaign I had for Senate in the 26th and 2018, um, the amount of commercials run in the millions of dollars against me uh, made me look like a um, 10-time crimi- uh, convicted criminal. And, of course, I'm not. And, but even hardcore conservative Republicans uh, said, I almost wish I didn't vote for you because you've been in so much trouble. And it's not true. It's all lies. Uh, and yet this, this, that's the effect it has. It's what they're trying to do with Trump. And yet it seems to be Teflon Trump, if you will, because it doesn't really affect those that support him. And, but it does affect those that are kind of like, mm, what do I do with it? The swing voters, the ones that don't vote that often, they see all this smoke and they assume there must be fire. 
that's the strategy of the left, if you will, or those that want to take this country down. So be aware, not, not, not saying what you have to do, but I want you to uh, give your eyes open and realize that this whole indictment thing is about distraction and about uh, driving off potential um, uh, victory, if you will, uh, which I think is going to win a landslide. But we got to do our work to make sure that we take control and hold them accountable. Even the Republican majority in the House are doing the right things. Got to keep a vigilant eye on them to make sure they continue to do the right things and not relax and follow the status quo in uh, D.C. Same thing in Olympia. The, the Olympia is Democrat, leftist, um, crazy train right now. Uh, it has been for years, but it's, you know, the majority, super majorities in the House and the Senate and the governor's mansion. There's a lot, not a lot except for making noise, showing up, sending letters um, that we can do in Washington. But in the national level, we have a little bit of leverage in the House. Okay. Next story I want to bring to your attention. I brought this up on Doug and Marty versus the world. Heard across these same stations later on today at 10 a.m. We do an hour together, if you don't know that. I brought this up, and I kind of wanted to get Doug's take on it. And he's like, eh, Uh, there's always been these things. I'm not worried about it, you know. And, but I want to bring it and get your opinion on it. I'm going to give you my opinion on it. Uh, I'm not trying to be fear-mongering here either, but it was curious to me. Uh, there was an open letter. An open letter is basically someone expressing their editorial opinion. But um, people, you know, big-name people oftentimes get a lot of attention from the media. So Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, the owner of Tesla, the owner of SpaceX, um, pretty smart guy. Um, he's a, a very interesting guy as well. So I don't know where he is spiritually and that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. The point is he's done a lot business-wise, made some decisions, did a couple good things about uh, releasing all the uh, documents that show that Twitter, the former uh, team there, was suppressing in, co- co- in collaboration, if you will, with the U.S. government, with the Department of Justice, with the FBI, and with the Democrats to silence conservative speech. Okay, that's bad. Okay. Uh, And, of course, he, uh, he in his own, silenced conservative speech this week when they're trying to share this radical transgender um, protest, if you will, the Day of Vengeance. And they go, nope, we want to silence that. So... It's tough when you're in that kind of authority to, to quelch or to silence um, anybody's free speech. It's dangerous, no matter who's doing it. We need to have free speech. Free speech is uh, to protect speech you don't like or don't agree with. Anyway, Elon Musk and the co-founder of Apple, which you don't hear about very often, but him and uh, Steve Jobs founded Apple, uh, created the stuff, uh, and other um, billionaires and millionaires came together. And there's a group of them, like 25 or 30 big name people um, did an open letter to all like sort of like the computer industry says, Hey, you know what? We're already on fifth generation uh, GPT, which is the artificial intelligence stuff. The, the, the self-learning software. I'm a big movie guy. So Terminator and iRobot, all kind of stuff makes you go, Hmm, obviously they're not human. Obviously they don't have a human brain, a human heart, human tissue, and uh, as Doug says, they're probably not going to replace us anytime soon. However, they wrote an open letter saying, hey, won't we just take a pause? Let's just see where this fifth generation already is going before we 
go any further with smart learning AI. And I think it's it's good. I mean, the fact that they had felt compelled enough that they to say, hey, you know what, let's take a pause and see where we're at, see what kind of effect it has. And they're saying that this could literally replace the jobs that we actually like in a very short order. Now, obviously, that, that's a scale that's almost unfathomable, uh, and it, but probably possible sometime in the future. But with AI, being able to, there's a tool, obviously, it helps you um, write text, um, build computer programs, build uh, websites. There's a lot of um, ways you could use this now that sounds kind of cool. It's like new technology. Any new technology, you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. Uh, at what point, though, where it, you stop being input and output? So I'm not trying to scare anybody. I mean, it's, it's very fascinating to me because when you read Scripture and the, and the world that has to exist when revelation plays out and a lot of those things about information flowing to and fro um, in a, a high pace, which we are, uh, which literally an event can be seen worldwide simultaneously based on technology now. We've got the internet. We've got all these apps. We've got... Um, basically video cameras around the world. We've got satellites um, uh, filtering in space. It it's, it's really is big brother at this point in time. It's possible. This move, uh, the next part of this, though, is our money, right? We have a weakened economy. We have this move to get off of natural fuels, oil and gas and so forth, which are makes us mobile, makes us free. If we have an enormous amount of it that makes us, we were a few years ago, energy independent, which made us strong, which made us, which allowed us to have money to invest in our military, which made us strong militarily as well. We had policies in place too, where we were stopping the flow of this massive influx of illegal aliens and the drugs across the border, the human trafficking and so forth. Not perfect, but we were making headway. We had the lowest unemployment rate in 40 years in every category, women, men, uh, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, you name it. We were on the rise. In two plus years, um, they reversed that. We've got a porous border. They're talking about even from five to 10 million people have come across the border since Biden's been elected illegally. Well, we've got a massive influx of, of fentanyl with deaths and human trafficking's uh, record highs, all these things. And then you have the weakened economy because we shut down the pipelines. When we uh, allowed the China to basically, we withdrew from Afghanistan and left all that military equipment. China is now there nearby with an air base and, and the mining the stuff for the electric car batteries. There's, the, once again, um, this is interesting. Um, I believe China is outmaneuvering us before, before, remember, Trump did the, the USMC and other things where we were putting tariffs on China. So they have a vested interest in getting rid of Trump and siding with those that will partner with them, allow them to buy American land and, and so forth. So they are right now out maneuvering. China is working with Russia on a deal. They're working with Saudi Arabia. They're working with many other countries with the goal of replacing the American dollar as the, in the international currency. The, the dollar that it backs oil value now, they want to replace that with the Chinese yen or whatever it is um, so that it will devalue. There won't be as much demand for the American dollar, which would be disastrous for the U.S. So you have rapid inflation because we spent trillions of dollars 
of hundreds of billions of dollars we've sent over to uh, Ukraine, which we ha- we have no accountability for. Even those in, in our the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the people that, that speak before Congress, they don't have an accountability of where the money went. Of course not. It's a very corrupt country. So you have billions going there. You have trillions being spent in these pork barrel things, different projects. So we have inflation, which means our dollars buy less. We have a weakened economy. So once again, dollars buy less. um, There's still a shortage on houses. Prices are going up through the roof for eggs and milk and so forth. They're they're driving um, up the cost of everything and the supply down. Okay, all bad when you tie them together. Now you take the dollar, if you can devalue the dollar, which is already a fiat currency, uh, but if you can devalue the dollar by replacing it as a gold standard worldwide with like the Chinese yen or some other currency, it it flat bottoms the American dollar, which which we're we're already in recession. It would be a depression, which would be a harmful thing. I think this is all self-inflicted. So uh, what we need to do is pray, but we also need to be aware that we're being our, we're being outplayed. You know, China's playing five-dimensional chess, and unfortunately, the leadership in our country is not. They're playing uh, checkers, if you will. Uh, and so, the uh, elections matter, but right now, even more so, because elections have already started over 2024. 2023 should be in full swing, because we're here already. If you've been thinking about running for office, school board, for uh, water district, for uh, conservation district, for county council. Um, you should be uh, looking at it right now. Filing week's coming up here in about a month and a half, um, and then it's on. And so uh, we, we've got to win. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to show up. We've got to speak out. We've got to do so peacefully, and we've got to not be afraid. But the stories this week, there's been a lot of heavy stuff. I'm not talking about revival this week. It's still going on, thank God. And like I said, God's still in control, but we have this rising tension and violence from the left again around this transgender and using the gun thing. Um, And then we have um, the scariness around, okay, well, we're also advancing technologically. We should watch out for that. Then on the foreign stage, we have China making moves, uh, Russia making moves. China, uh, was Chairman Xi and um, Putin uh, made an announcement that they're gonna, uh, something's going to happen that's never happened in 100 years or whatever. What is that? You know, it, well, all of this makes you go, okay, are we safe? My wife asked this question. What about the dollar? Yeah, there's a very real risk of some really serious consequences to what's happening. But we are still the most um, economically uh, prosperous nation in the world, still. One of the most, anyway. Uh, We're still (laughs) one of the strongest militarily, despite what the left has done. But we have to do something about this now. We still have um, a system that needs to be overhauled from top to bottom on education, top to bottom as far as um, our border. There's a lot of issues, but I still believe they're solvable if we root out evil, if we root out those that have ill interest in our nation and our country and our counties and our cities and so forth that have this negative sort of anti-American bent on them. 
right? Pushing the ideology to our kids, indoctrinating them. We have very real enemies in this nation, enemies against our way of life, enemies against our beliefs. Um, and it's, it's going to cost you something as a believer going forward, uh, whether it be just being able to speak your own mind, uh, standing firm in your faith, um, and knowing the word of God is very, very important. We're not here to hate on people. We're here to love people, but we're here to speak the truth and live in truth. And what now they're trying to force us to live in a non-truth, to admit or to bend the knee, if you will, to a lie, to deception, to just the, the evil that is in this world. So this is a spiritual battle, a spiritual battle that we will win. God says we've been given powers to tear down the principalities and forces and so forth, right? Prayer. Um, we have the authority to put the enemy beneath our feet, right? Um, but we do so because we're humble before God. It's his power, his glory. And if, for whatever reason, it's Romans 8, 28. This, and that's my second verse for today. So I did James 4, 17. That, that, so any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him it's a sin. And then I want to end it on a positive note. Romans 8, 28 says, for... I will paraphrase this because it says that God works for good, all things, right? And it says that for, um, he works all things for our good and his glory for those called according to his purpose and who love him. Now, I, I messed that all up, but go look up Romans 8.28. It basically says for those that love God, right, um, he will work out all things for our good and his glory. So even this stuff we're talking about on this radio show, he's going to work for our good and his glory. Amen. That's awesome. That's all I got for this weekend. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Happy April Fool's Day, if that's a thing. Looking forward to next week and Easter and the Resurrection Sunday. God bless you all. Take care. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do.